Welcome to Lake Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by E to the R to the E to the K, Eric. Night. I don't think anybody's ever done that for me before. Probably not. <laughs> How you doing, friend? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I just got off. Well, I didn't just get off work. I've been off work for a little while now. I meant to ask to you if this was like too late to it's, record for you. You know what? I got I've gotten in a rhythm and from everything I've read more important than most things in your sleep life a, uh-huh. a, a, a regularity is the key. Sure. You need I mean you need a certain hour you need an adequate amount adequate hours Uh-oh. amount of hours. Uh-oh. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You need an adequate amount of hours Eric's to sleep. Your brain is broken. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh you do need like a certain uh, amount of hours. There's like a, a window of you. You do need a certain amount, but mm-hmm. uh, from everything I read, the biggest key is uh, having a having a schedule, having like a regular yes, have, having a regular schedule. So now I've kind of gotten in a rhythm. I get off work, I do some stuff. I usually go to bed later in the day and then sleep up until mm-hmm. my next shift. Yeah, regularity is important. I I have one million jobs. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult to have regularity. <laughs> in, uh, well, actually, not really, because what I was going to say is I do have a somewhat regular schedule because I host this show, but I always record in the morning right. on Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I get a v- very early on the weekdays for my office job, and then I go to shows, and people are like, how are you doing all this? And I'm like, actually... As long as you have a specific schedule and you're not, like, getting shit-faced drunk at night, it's okay. Yeah, I also think people kind of underestimate, like, like if you slept from, like, getting up at 5 a.m. sounds insane. Mm -hmm. But if you slept from 10 p.m. till 5 a.m., that's seven hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. And if you did that every night, you'd have a pretty full full life, pretty rich life. As long as I can go to bed by, like... 11 or 12. I think that's a good... I'm okay. 11 and 12 feels good. Yeah. You can still eat, sleep till, you know, 6 or 7. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, still get up kind of... That's still basically pretty early. Yeah. You know, unless you have to be at work at a certain time. But, like, that's still, like, a good amount. And by I'm okay, I mean I can do that for a while, and then there will be one weekend where I sleep, like, yeah. all day. Yeah, sure. Because you need to refuel your batteries, right? Yeah. Guys, welcome to Light Trees and News. Uh, I'm Allison Kilkenny. I didn't introduce myself. I never do. <laughs> I never do. Sure. Sometimes I meet people and they're like, what's your name? I listen to your show, but like, what's your name? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I never say my name on the That's show. That's a weird one to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> there was a guy in Chicago who was like, it's Allison. <laughs> and I was like, what's my last name? And he's like, I don't know, to be honest, because you very rarely say right. it on the show. And right. I was like, okay. Allison Kilkenny, that mm. is my name. Uh, Extremely Irish. So Irish. <laughs> I am the queen of Ireland. Uh-huh. Um, I own it. Just right. kidding. Don't be mad at me. Uh, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. And over there, if you're a $5 a month member or higher, you get to send questions or recommendations or just comments mm. that we'll read on Light Trees and News. So we have one from, are you ready? Allison. Oh, is this, the, is, this one L, L, is this one L? Is this one L, Allison? With one L. The infamous. I feel like Allison writes in a lot. The infamous yes. one L. And I refer to the spelling of your name every <laughs> single time, and I'm sure you're like, please, please don't, please. It's not. I say, you know what? Unusual. No, Allison, don't listen to her. Go with it. Mm. Brand yourself. One L. Make T-shirts. I don't like it. One L. Yeah. I don't like it. Allison with one L. The only reason I don't <laughs> like it is everybody by default spells my name that way, and it. <laughs> infuriates really me. yes everyone and i'm like it's two fucking l's it's that's two so l's. weird i never would have thought one l would be the default <sighs> so never. allison one l one l writes you don't have to read this on the show too bad i'm reading it wow <laughs> strong start to an email <laughs> yeah this is this is shitty you don't have to read it i'm dumb <laughs> i'm a dumb person don't, don't i read can this. I, look I, that's how i've started basically every email i've ever written <laughs> yeah hey this is stupid but uh right. you know uh, you guys did you know you actually don't have to write that <laughs> you don't have to, you can think it but you don't have to write it um you asked what we were reading or watching and this is the easiest place for me to give you recs it, that's true allison that yeah. this is the easiest place to give me recommendations you absolutely need to check out the marvelous mrs Maisel if you haven't sure. it's on prime that's what we call amazon prime <laughs> It's on the Prime. A third season just came out. It's an amazing comedy, and the dress is OMG. As far as reading, I am currently working my way through the Wheel of Time books. They're great fantasy, but they are quite a commitment. Interesting. Prime is also going to be coming out with a TV series based on the books, but it isn't out yet. 
That's nice. uh, that's interesting. I've never heard of those books. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it sounds interesting. I'm currently working my way through the Golden Compass books because I'm watching his Dark Materials on uh, Hulu. Okay. Meredith very kindly lent me all of her uh, Golden Compass books. This is the first time uh, I've ever been aware that those things are related. Yes. <laughs> uh, the books are great. I was a little nervous because I was like, oh, it's a young adult. I am an adult adult. What is? What am I thinking of? Is I thought the Golden Compass was like a like a like a cartoony like uh, like. I don't know. There fantasy, are older. I don't know. Is yeah. it new? No, no, no. It's okay. not new. Right. Uh, it's not as old as I thought it was, though. Okay. I thought it was like from the seventies. Yeah, I thought it was like way old. No. Uh, so you're probably thinking cartoons because there are uh, animals who talk in it. Yes. Demons. Okay. People have demons, which are like the embodiment of their souls and animals. I feel like I'm thinking of something. I for some reason. When I hear Golden Compass, all I can Im- the picture that plays in my head for some reason is a moving train and snow. I don't know why. Oh, are you thinking the Polar Express? Maybe. Yeah, you're thinking of the Polar I Express. No. You're 100% <laughs> thinking of the terrible Tom Hanks film. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of. Just when you said Golden Compass, I was like, yeah, the uh, the Christmas movie. Like I don't yeah. I don't know what you're thinking I don't of the know Polar why Express. I, I don't Although know why also that's why I went. The Golden Co- there is like overlap. The Golden Compass has a talking polar bear. There's a lot of snow. Okay, maybe I just saw something like and yeah. I did not realize that this new his dark materials thing was based on that. Yes. Did not realize there was crossover. And it's like kind of a big deal cuz Lynn Manuel's in it. Right. Uh he's not great. Mm. Um but yeah. other than him it's I'm enjoying it. Um, uh, yeah, I feel. I also think I'm in the minority of not enjoying his performance. I anytime anyone tries to talk to me about YA or anything, it's I feel like I'm talking to someone from another planet. Yeah, like, I, it's one of the few things where people start talking, and I I'm literally like I have no frame of reference. I don't mm. know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Literally, you could be making up names right now, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, that sounds but it interesting. Sounds, it sounds cool. Uh, I'll I'm glad check you're that into out. It. Also, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, how do I put this? I watched season one. It was good. Um, <laughs> I had no desire to watch season two. <laughs> Meredith watched season two, and she was like, do not watch it. She gets insufferable. And that's what I've heard from quite yeah. a few people. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good people that work on that show. Uh, Alex Bornstein's it, great. It's well made. It's not for me. Not for me. Um, and the dresses are amazing. I did uh, a couple months ago while I was. I, d- I still to this day don't know exactly what it was, but I while I was walking dogs at my old job in Midtown, there I came across a marvelous Mrs. Maisel like it was like a food truck. I have it was to like say, a promotional like food truck or something. I have to say their promotional campaigns are fucking insane. <laughs> did you see what they did in California where they dropped gas prices for a day and they were like, "It's marvelous, Mrs. Maisel time," <laughs> and everyone was like, "What's happening? What is, what is What's on? happening?" And uh, like a million people got gas, and then they're like, "What's marvelous?" Mrs. Yeah, Maisel? I'm not watching this show. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. It's very confusing. It is one of those shows too where, listen, Amazon has a lot of money behind it. And I'm not saying they're buying a lot of these awards, mm-hmm. but the fact that Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is cleaning up the right. way it is, it's like, come on. Come on. Allison, one out. We're not disparaging you. <laughs> these are our no, thoughts on the show. No, I'm just saying that. Yeah. I, it's a good show. I'm, I watched season one. I enjoyed it. But the the amount of praise it's getting is a little questionable. It's one of those shows, you know, uh, I, I find myself saying this about a lot of things, which is like, it's good and well-made, and I just don't like it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I It's just not for me. I also think that if you live in New York, that fast talking a joke a minute thing is less charming. Yeah. I don't know. I find those characters to be less charming than I think they want me to find them. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. So sure. but Allison with one L, thank you for writing in. Thank you for the recommendations. Definitely gonna check out that fantasy series. Um should we get to recommendations? Sure, let's do okay. it. Okay. I watched a marriage story. Oh, I did too. Okay. So uh, this is Am I are, are we canceled for liking this movie? Oh my god. <laughs> so here's what I hate about Twitter takes. I feel like the memification of shows 
So stupid. And movies is happening so fast that people start making fun of shit that they haven't even seen yet. Yeah. And it's like, so in case you're not on Twitter, congratulations. <laughs> wow. If you aren't, uh, come find me in New York. Tell and us teach your secrets. Me. Teach us your ways. I will literally like follow you like a guru. Right. So, oh my God, I'm going to tell the history of a meme right now. This is so obnoxious. <laughs> I hate myself. So on Twitter, there used to be a meme called the American Chopper meme. Mm. Which was, uh, if you haven't seen the show, American Chopper, it's these like gruff uh, mechanic engineer yeah. guys. Motorcycle dudes. Motorcycle dudes. And there's a scene where they, two of the guys are getting into it and somebody took screenshots of the two guys going back and forth yelling mm. and it became a meme for like basically any kind of disagreement. Yeah, you just you, it's two guys yelling at each other, throwing chairs. Very you funny. Just, you just write different text over them. It's funny. But it's like an escalating fight. Right. Uh, and it's it's super funny. So A Marriage Story, the the apex fight scene, like the, the climax of this movie in which Scarlett Johansson's character and Adam Driver's character get into a spectacular fight and are saying the worst things imaginable yeah. to each other, yeah. culminating with him punching the wall, mm -hmm. has sort of overtaken the American Chopper meme uh -huh. for the same purposes. Yeah. So everybody's making fun of the scene. Uh, an, a tweet went viral with a guy who was like, anybody who sat through an acting class saw actors try to do this scene. Uh, or a scene like this, uh -huh. that went viral. Um, and what's annoying about it is I feel like no one has seen this movie. <laughs> and everyone <laughs> is just commenting on a scene out of context. Yeah. Which, out of context, that scene looks insane. Well, somebody, I, I oh God, I can't remember what show I was listening to, but I was listening to another show and they were talking about that. And it was like, you picked a screen cap of basically the end of the movie. It's literally a, a crescendo all the way to the end of the movie, and, and you and pick the end. And the scene is totally earned yeah. by everything that came before <laughs> yeah. it and doesn't feel insane because it's not out of context. Yeah. Also, I have to say, and what I enjoyed about the movie, is there are elements of that scene that I think deliberately are supposed to be funny. The movie is funny throughout. Yeah. There are funny things like throughout the movie. Uh and but in in a in a weird way, it's a, it's I mean it's Noah Baumbach, so it's in that weird kind of like the Adam Driver scene where he cuts his arm is <laughs> yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and it is so upsetting and dark and like frightening. I, I went through the litany of emotions. There's so many little like this is not a spoiler or anything, but yeah, he cuts his arm while he's talking to a, a like a a, a, mediator. a social a social worker, a social worker, yeah, worker, yeah, yeah, mediator, yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to decide who gets custody of their child, <laughs> and he's like trying to show her this like switchblade he has or knife, and he doesn't retract the blade, and he tries to put it away, and he cuts his arm. <laughs> And it is fully the craziest scene I've ever seen. It's so funny. Like he's just like he goes to open the door, and he's just smears smearing blood <laughs> everywhere, and then he runs. This is kind of a spoiler. I'm gonna put that it's a spoiler. yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, these are spoilers. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But then Adam Driver runs to the kitchen, and his like <laughs> physical acting is so crazy, and he ends up passing out on the floor. <laughs> his kid walks in. Like it's a very funny movie. It's here's the thing. I have so many thoughts about this movie. I did not think I was gonna have thoughts about this movie. I no. thought I was gonna watch it and be like, okay, I watched that. Me too. Whatever. Yeah. And like, here's the thing. One is, oh god, yeah, it's uh, they're they're having a marriage story right now. Yeah, uh, the cats are going at it. Basically, it's like one is you're you're taking the end scene of a movie that climaxes to the scene and. I guess trying to get trying to get cloud online or something, you know, by memeing about it. Even though, well, I also think Scarlett Johansson is like ripe for making fun of right now because she's yeah, an awful sure. person. But yeah, I mean that that makes sense. Yeah. But it, but it's like uh, there's always a rush to do that. There's always a rush to push screen caps from movies or something. Um, and which I do too. I'm like I don't want to be a hypocrite. Like yeah, I'll screen grab sure, movies. And but like. But my other thing was like the, the reason people were memeing it and like trying like trying to dunk on it is because they were like, you know, trying to like say like the the scene was overblown. These are not real people. This is not how people act. Or and whatever. like it's that like, they were badly acting. Which I'm sorry. Like if you saw that movie and you think they're badly acting, I I I 
have seen couples literally have fights like that. It felt very real to me. The writing is great. I thought they gave great performances. And listen, I don't like Scarlett Johansson as a human being. She's a fucking great actress. That and Jojo Rabbit, she absolutely, like, her performances yeah. are incredible. Adam Driver is incredible. I love him, and I finally <laughs> developed a crush on him. Yeah. It took me so long. <laughs> it took until this movie, and I was like, oh, I get it. But before that, I was like, mm, I don't get this at all. He was one of those guys. I was like, well, why does anybody find him attractive? And now I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Did you uh, Did you see the report? No. The uh, the the movie about the the leaking of the torture report. No. Uh, he's the the journalist that leaks the torture cool. report. Also good. He's good. Okay. Uh, look, he's guy, a great actor. He's, he's a great good. Actor. All right. Look, did he join the army to get revenge for 9/11? Maybe. Yes, he did. Okay. Maybe he did. All right. We're not what talking you, okay. about these. That these was a people, long time ago. All but right. But we're also not talking about the, this movie <laughs> reviewing them as people. We're reviewing yeah. them as actors. Yeah. That's the other thing. It's like, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know anyone. I I honestly. If you've never been in or seen a relationship like the one in a major story, great. I'm glad you've had a blessed life. I'm glad you're 20 and I'm Twitter <laughs> mouthing yeah. off. Because like, I've, like, I've had friends that had literally relationships similar to this one and yes! had fights like this. Yes. <laughs> like it, Again, it felt very real for those of us who have been married, for those of us who have been in bad relationships. It really struck a chord. And listen, if you're 20 and on Twitter and you're like, I don't understand this, I'm happy for you. Avoid toxic relationships if you can. If you can't, it's not your fault, obviously. There's also a trend I, I've, I've talked about before, but a, a trend I really hate when it comes to like media analysis, mostly about movies, is that people have this tendency to be like, oh, these this movie is bad because these people are toxic and these people have a bad relationship. It's like, People have toxic relationships. Like yeah. this is a real thing that ha- like there are bad people in the world. Like and look, I think you can critique this movie that like obviously Noah wrote this based on his own divorce, his sure. own experience. You could make the argument that the film is more sympathetic towards him because it's just like inherently through the lens of his own experience. Yeah. He does like cast himself as like more of the victim in the movie. Blah 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 blah. But I will yeah. say, I don't feel like the movie is unsympathetic towards anyone. I don't think it's unsympathetic towards Scarlett Johansson's character. I even think it's sort of sympathetic towards the lawyers, yeah. which is bizarre because usually lawyers are portrayed as being like, there is definitely that element of they're just doing this obviously to get paid. Oh, how? But also, I loved just the procedural feel mm. of this movie and how we see the lawyers. It's like a tennis match for them. Yeah. I love the scene where, so in case you haven't seen it, the lawyers are Ray Liotta and Laura Dern. <laughs> how have we not talked about Laura Dern yet? Oh, my Amazing. God. The scene where Ray Liotta starts to bring it in <laughs> court and Laura Dern just takes off her jacket. Uh-huh. I was like, here we go. Here we <laughs> fucking go. Uh, it was so good. Casting them as the lawyers was so brilliant. Yeah, I, I thought, I mean, there are certainly, I, I think, certainly knowing Noah Baumbach's backstory and why the movie was written, you can certainly see it through that lens. But I think if you didn't know that and you just watched the movie blind, I thought the movie did a very good job of being sort of like different parts of the movie. You're kind of seeing things from different sides. You're kind of feeling different feelings about people. Sometimes it switches in the middle of the movie. Yes, uh, and I, I really like that. He, he only does it a couple times, I think, where he shows the same scene, but from different perspectives. Yeah. And it's totally different. Yeah. And, and like, I love when directors do that. Yeah, and like the, the lawyers are great because the lawyers are like, you see them, you see each lawyer like being nice and relatable with their client yep. and then they get into the room and they start going after each Sharks. other alan alda's in there oh! like you just they start like they start going crazy and you see sort of like how they're like you know they they have like these intimate moments with their clients but then when they get when they're working yeah they're like vicious they're vicious and then they'll break for lunch yeah and it's like how's your kids <laughs> it's yeah. so good and it like it feels really real in that sense and they're people, you know, like the scene where Laura Dern is being, she takes off her shoes and sits on the couch yeah. and it's being super relatable. Yeah, yeah. Felt real. It didn't feel like she was being manipulative. Right, right, um, right. That is sort of the job of being a lawyer. Yeah. It's like you're a person you're, you, and you have this person that's your client. But it's like, but then when it's time to go to work, it's time to go to yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, do especially the during like a divorce where there's a kid, you know, like there's so many emotions at play that you do also have to be like a counselor for your client. Yeah, I, I also thought the lawyers are great and like it sort of played up the sort of like, the, you know, uh, it's it sort of, uh, since we're in spoiler territory, it's it sort of like, plays up the thing where like they start off the movie being like we don't need lawyers we'll just do this together and then they s- it slowly creeps in and then by the end the lawyers are like 
asking for stuff they didn't even want. Yeah, because yeah. it's a competition at that point. Exactly. And it's like, I want to have like a fuck you over Ray Liotta's character yeah. to be like, I got something a little extra. Right, right. Uh, and yeah, and Scarlett Johansson's like, I did not ask you for that. And yeah. now I'm going to look like an asshole. Right. Because my yeah. ex-husband's going to think I'm really trying to ream him. Yeah, it shows how like, yeah, these divorce proceedings become not about what's in the best interest of everyone. It's, yeah. it's more of just like, yeah, you're winning. You're trying to win. It's also like, why does anyone get married? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's honestly fair. <laughs> honestly, yes. Yikes. Uh, so I recommend Marriage Story. I think it's great. I think it's good. I liked it. I, I've had this weird revelation re- recently where I used to be more opinionated about art. And now I'm like every sort of like discoursed about movie on Twitter. I'm just like, I watched it. Yeah, it was fun. I liked it. Yeah. I watched The Irishman. Had a good time. Enjoyed um, it. I did not care for The Irishman, <laughs> but I already ranted at length about that on the show I was just like, last week. I feel like every movie I watch, I'm just like, that oh, was a fun two hours, three hours, whatever. Like, you know, like I was like, eh, I enjoyed myself while I watched that movie, and now it's over, and I'm going about my life. All right. Well, <laughs> Eric's easy to please. I apparently, I didn't know that. I thought I had more opinions than I did, but I, most movies I watch now, I'm just like, you're a three-star reviewer. That you're you're the Peter Travers. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, Peter Travers. Bit. Everything's three stars. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I had a good time. Honestly, okay, most Peter. movies. Most movies, you go, you like, <laughs> you a little soda, you get a popcorn, you sit down, and you're like, it was okay. I had a nice two hours. I enjoyed myself, and now we're done. Everybody did their best. <laughs> so, uh, two other quick recommendations. Astronomy Club is on Netflix, oh, featuring my God. all of our friends. So good. Um. If you are familiar with UCB, uh, Astronomy Club was the first all-black house team. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and only, only, Ooh. only Yikes. 2019 <laughs> at UCB. Uh, if you listened to uh, previous shows I've hosted, several of the people on Astronomy Club uh, co-hosted yep. uh, shows with me or episodes with me at, at one point or another, Keisha Zoller, um, Jonathan Braylock, uh, Ray Cordova, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. They're all on Astronomy Club. They're all on Netflix right now. Go binge watch this show. It is fantastic. The very first sketch of the first episode I was watching, and I was like, this is really good. And then it ended, and I was, I could not stop laughing. <laughs> it's so good. And what I love about Astronomy Club, and this is true uh, back when they were a house team, and it's true for this show right now, it is like, Woke comedy with a political message, but it's not clapter and it's not preachy. Oh, I should explain what clapter is because I use that term very casually and I realize it's like sort of inside baseball. Clapter, I think, was coined by Seth Meyers. It means that, yeah, people are clapping and people are laughing because you have made a political point that they agree with and it's not necessarily funny. They're not laughing. It's more of like, Mm -hmm. yes. Yes, you go. Yes. yes, I agree with that political point, yes. and I'm going to clap because of right. it. And it is like the worst, cheapest kind of political comedy. That's for political rallies. Yes. <laughs> That's not for a comedy show. Not for a comedy show. Because you can make those points funny. Yeah. You should be but able to make them laugh. you're not a good enough writer yeah. to do it. You should be able to make people laugh with those with those points still. Right. So Astronomy Club is the opposite of that. Like they're they're making woke political points, but it is good comedy first always. But you get to watch it and like not feel like shit. <laughs> they're also uh so good about I'm not a huge fan of like really I'm not a huge fan of like absurd comedy for the sake of being absurd. They do really absurd shit in yes. a hilarious way. Yeah. Yeah. In in a way that like makes me like belly laugh. What was your favorite sketch? I haven't finished it yet. Okay. Cuz I'm cause, but uh Mine was Creep Face. I think it's probably Creep. I mean, Jonathan Braylock Yeah, Creep is Face a is maniac. good. Yeah. He's so that's probably, funny. That's probably that's probably it. Yeah. Um also I think uh Ray's super funny in it and Monique's super funny in it as well. Um Yeah, they're all I, I, I mean, all those people individually. Cat Williams. I, I love, yes. Cat Williams is insane. What's funny watching that, uh, some of these, uh, uh, I, I haven't been around as much as a lot of other people, but like like the Cat Williams, I've seen James III do that yes, at yeah. shows before and like like he cry, would, laugh. He would like, do it a lot because he's so fucking good <laughs> uh-huh. at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen him, I've like cry laughed him doing that in like a fucking theater yeah. and then seeing it on Netflix is amazing. Ugh. 
They're also good. Uh, Monique does a spectacular rap as Missy Elliott at mm-hmm. one point that is very well done. Yeah, they're, um, all, just, they're all just so talented. They're all so talented. It, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's taken them this long to get a show, but like, yeah. I'm so glad that they are. And like, I will like having seen them perform a little bit and, and seeing all of them individually perform. Like, what's so great about this show is that like this show is like basically it is a hundred percent them. Like yes. it is, it is the perfect embodiment of what they do. Their comedy. I also think the format of it is clever because there are so many of them. I was nervous that like somebody would sort of not get featured yeah. as much. Um, but having it as like a reality show, they've carved out niches for all of them yeah. in like a very smart way. It's also making me appreciate Caroline Martin is such a good actress. <sighs> unbelievable a good act like a solid good yeah. actress like just watching her silent reactions to some stuff i'm yeah. like damn she's so good mm-hmm. uh they're also great go watch astronomy club it's, uh, it's freaking on netflix and recommend it to your friends Amazing. too because i want a second season of this yes <laughs> uh and then also very quickly i saw honey boy last night it's great oh i haven't seen it it's great it's deeply it. sad yeah so in case you haven't heard about it uh shia labeouf uh wrote this and directed this movie about his life mm-hmm. as a child actor right. and how he became a train wreck and got put into court-mandated rehab yeah. and was told by a therapist that he has PTSD and he basically was like, no, I don't. And they made him write in a journal and he wrote this movie, basically. He wrote wow. all of his memories of his father and Jesus Christ, his father was a lot. Yeah. Um, and Shia plays his father in the movie. Oh, wow. It's really moving, um, it, but it's very, very sad. Th- there are funny parts, but like major trigger warnings for like substance abuse, child abuse, mm-hmm. um, all of that stuff. Cool. I'll check it out. It yeah. looks good. It is, it's really good. And it also made me sort of reflect on how we treat celebrities who are clearly having a moment in public. Specifically young celebrities. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, it made me think of Britney, obviously, but sure. Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, Shia, how Shia was treated when he was clearly, like, mentally ill and mm. abusing drugs and having a meltdown in public. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I, I think I part of it is class resentment because yeah. shit is so hard for people right, right now that poor people enjoy seeing rich people struggle. I, but I, also, a lot of it's misogyny. We like yeah. seeing a young woman being taken down a peg because fuck that bitch. I wonder if maybe there's a little bit of like, to your point about class resentment, and, and honestly, and, and, and the misogyny point well as well, like, specifically those people it's fun to watch them get taken down because it feels their success feels unearned yeah because like a child actor you're like what could they possibly do which is so funny because actually like at least people like shia worked tremendously hard right and he did succeed very young and you might not like him as an actor but that doesn't mean he wasn't working like every day right but the public perception is always like oh they're famous because they're cute they're not doing anything or like the lady gaga thing like she's in the illumathati because nobody knew that she was like doing musical camp since she was like four right you know like working and working and working yeah it seems like they come out of nowhere but it's like no actually they didn't no they've been doing Lindsay lohan Lindsay lohan's been working since she was like six right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah. um but anyway it's it's a great film check it out if you can hell yeah um guys on the note of child actors in general here's your bad news Let's talk about the UK election results. Dun, 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 dun. I knew I knew it was a bad sign when I saw that Brexit was trending, not Brexit. 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 Because so many people had spelled Brexit, B E R X I T, that Brexit was trending on Twitter. Nice. It was like, okay, good start. Uh-huh, good start. Uh-huh. Uh, largest. Tory victory since Margaret Thatcher. I Eric respond. I had a really weird experience with this election because of my schedule. So I got off work and was kind of like on Twitter for a, a little bit before going to bed, which was around the time voting was starting sure. or like in the middle of it. And because I don't really like 
I wasn't going out of my way to read a bunch of information. I, you know, I just saw like you know a bunch of the lefty people I follow or whatever, and there was a very big like, oh, I think we're gonna win this. I think there, I think you know, things. There's people like waiting in line for hours to vote, blah blah blah. And then I was like, okay, cool. And then I went to bed, and then I got up at like 9 p.m. to go to work, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, this was a complete blowout. Did you feel like it was 2016? I it did feel very <laughs> similar because so the same thing happened to me, which was that, but because I, I I got off work on on election day in 2016, and like voting was still going, I was like, well, I have to go to bed because I have to get up early. Yeah. So it was like, oh, look, she's gonna win. I went to bed. Mm-hmm. I woke up <laughs> to the you know everything being bad. The it was just thing. like yeah, it was like very similar vibe. So look, I have so much to say about this, but what I want to say is that I I tweeted that you know quote-unquote, there's no way Trump could win again <laughs> with uh, a tweet that said this was the largest Tory right, victory. Right. Since Margaret Thatcher, not to say that we can glean uh, exactly what's going to happen in 2020 from these results, because obviously there are marked differences. Corbyn was just so wildly unpopular. Yeah, When you saw his unfavorable numbers they were like astronomic he's just so hated that you can't like compare him to a bernie sanders no and a lot of like labor sympathetic people were like working against him because of this this whole trumped up like anti-semitism thing so there was like there was a very big groundswell even amongst maybe labor or labor adjacent people do you want to explain the anti-semitism thing i honestly don't know where it comes from other than like he's been very like he's been very outspoken about not like not letting israel run amok and do whatever they want like so i don't i actually don't know other than his his out his outspoken you know uh uh views against uh, uh, israel mm-hmm. in the middle east i i don't know if anything else has happened because i i honestly have never heard of anything come up like that uh, that's where to me that's where it just keeps coming from is his views against uh, the state of israel yeah um there was a an op-ed in the new york times written by our favorite brett stevens Ugh who said the latest evidence comes in the form of a recently leaked 53-page document by the 2,500-member Jewish labor movement to Britain's Equality and Human Rights Commission. It chronicles relentless and daily incidents of anti-Semitism within the party. One respondent lists 22 examples of anti-Semitic abuse which has been directed at him. Examples of these including being a Tory Jew, a child killer, Zioscom, being told that he's good with money to shut the fuck up Jew, that Hitler was right, and being threatened with physical violence. So this seems like incidents of individuals within within labor. labor. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't speak to any of that. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it's, but, yeah, it's, it's so you had all this. And also... Uh, my view of the election is that for people that thought labor was going to win or even had a chance, once again, people always f- get people always forget to account for the racism, <laughs> yep. like of you know people always forget to account for this in their, in their election in their election forecast. We also keep making the same mistake over and over and over again, and it is very frustrating to see intelligent people make this mistake. Twitter is not the real world. Yeah. Uh, in fact, like the Pew Research Council just came out with like this study that shows like it's something. Uh, let me get the actual number before I just start paraphrasing. Oh, I remember. It's a eighty percent of the tweets come from ten percent of the users. Right. Uh, um, I believe the most active ten percent of adult Twitter users in the U.S. produce eighty percent of all Ooh, tweets. Look at that memory, baby. Yeah, sharp as a tack. In that study, ninety-seven percent of tweets that were created by U.S. adults and mentioned national politics came from just ten percent of users. <laughs> so whenever it seems like, look at all these liberals on Twitter, we're gonna win. Yeah. That's not the mm. real world, nah. and we need to stop making that mistake because it seems like we keep getting blindsided over and over and over again. Yeah, and it's like you know who's not on Twitter? People who who are over 70. <laughs> you know who votes in the highest numbers? People over 70. Yeah. Um, yep. So they have a huge impact on these mm-hmm. results. Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's important to remember that. Yeah, I thought about trying to use my, my sociology degree to get into 
polling and election forecasting because it just seems so it's amazing to me in 2019 it's still so bad it's terrible it's so fucking bad you know it's bad because everybody keeps looking at nate silver <laughs> yeah what's just... happening and he's like um <laughs> yeah it's just like it's so bad yeah like we have all this advanced like knowledge and technology at our fingertips and it's like we can't figure out not to call people on fucking landlines like yeah you know what i mean like how do we how how is how has nobody figured out how to do this yet it's right. unbelievable well it seems like it is finally catching up because um people were so surprised by 2016 yeah so surprised right even though a lot of like polling places had been showing that w- that would be the outcome yeah uh the national coverage had made well, it seem different well there's also <laughs> yeah there's also a big divide between like there were several polls showing Trump with with good numbers before yeah. the election. It's just that people didn't want to believe it or didn't publicize it, you right. know. And then that's like your public perception is actually different than what the poll results show. So mm-hmm. then it's like, how did this happen? It's like, well, we I mean, we, we talked to numbers. all these people, yeah. <laughs> like we we knew what was gonna, ha- you know, we had, but we you, nobody wants to believe that or or if if a result if a polling result doesn't match the sort of like the 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 agreed upon understanding of the world then it's like oh that's an aberration oh something went wrong like the polling's wrong you know as opposed to being like oh we should adapt we should look at the polling and be like why is this happening right as opposed to just throwing out whatever we don't already agree with you know in the first place right and then um another huge outcome of the election scotland voted for their independence Mm -hmm. um and with a Tory majority in Parliament, that will be interesting because surely the Tories will not want to give it to them. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Eric, will there be a war? Go. That would be very funny to me if there was at the same time that the Tories were in Brexit so that they could have independence from the European Union. They were like, yeah, but fuck you, Scotland. No. <laughs> <laughs> and hear us out. Here's why. You know? We don't want to give you independence. Yeah. It would be very funny to me if yeah. there was that divide. I. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're very set on doing Brexit. And I think. How? I don't know. <laughs> how are you going to do that, dum-dums? <laughs> and how are you going to do it in the fucking crazy deadline you gave? They're not. They're, that's the short. No. It. They're they going to have to push it back. And then still, how? Because they, I, I think, I don't know. I mean, Boris Johnson seems like an insane person, but also like. A pretty smart guy like he, he is like a classic scholar or something i somebody uh, at the top of that party has to know that a no deal brexit will be an absolute disaster mm-hmm. like you can't they're they'll just fail as a country if they have mm-hmm. a no deal brexit because like if you leave on bad terms with the european union and you don't have trade deals and then you try to turn around and be like hey like right. everybody's gonna be like fuck off right you know so like the, their economy is going to tank. So I like I they have to know that no deal Brexit is like a a, a hard no. So but they're that's the only way they're going to get it done. They have to force it through. Right. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do. And it seems like most of their elections are going to just be fighting over this until it's done. At least now everyone in the UK will get to bond with Americans over the constant fear of getting sick and being buried in medical debt. Because um, bye-bye, NHS. Well, you know, really, I guess this was the closing chapter in the 200-year-long Revolutionary War. We finally did it. (laughs) We did it. We finally conquered Britain. Trump did it. Mastermind Trump (laughs) made best friends with Boris (laughs) and convinced him. We finally, like, you know what? Now all your social safety net is gone. We did it. So We we destroyed the UK. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, I have so much I want to talk about, and we have no time. Let's do it. Quickly, it's bullshit. No female directors were nominated for the Golden Globes. Wow. It's 2019, and hustlers exist in the world. Wow. Lorraine should have had a nominee, uh, a nomination. Uh, it's a travesty. Uh, Greta Gerwig exists in the world. It's fucking bullshit. Agreed. Uh, y'all are a bunch of sexists. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the shooting in Jersey City Ooh. because it comes at a time when Donald Trump has declared uh, Judaism to be a nationality. Sort of. Yes. Sort of. He. It's an. A, a protected ethnicity. A protected ethnicity. For Title VI on which, college campuses. 
doesn't sound like a big deal until you understand the history of white supremacy in this country and mm-hmm. how there has always been an effort to portray Jewish people as having a dual nationality mm-hmm. and meaning that they're they're like two-faced basically and like are you an american or are you an israeli you could go either way because uh you're a sneaky jewish person right uh we don't know where your loyalty lies which is bullshit obviously yeah so let's first of all talk about this shooting in jersey city yeah because at first the media rushed to cover it as a cop killer was on the loose Right, because it it was kind of a crazy story because there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So a pair of shooters, two shooters, Mm -hmm. uh, opened fire in Jersey City on Tuesday, um, and they killed a police officer. Yes. So that was like, it was first portrayed as that like a bunch of civilians were shot, Mm -hmm. um, three civilians, one police officer uh, were shot, and and killed and that's originally how the media covered the story that there was a cop killer on two cop killers on the loose and they the cops were like tracking them down yeah they went to like three different locations and it shoot out like there was this whole they were like tracking it throughout the city and stuff yeah and uh, ultimately they caught the two shooters and they killed them mm-hmm. so In like a bodega like a corner store yeah so then it turns out that it was a kosher yes uh like deli yeah and that now the story is that these two were deliberately targeting uh, Jewish people and cops. Yeah, it seems like the plan was to initiate a shootout with the cops and then go to this place so that this place would be involved with a shootout. And, like, maybe kill as many Jewish people as yeah. possible. Seems like was it, the plan. From, from what I understand, the the the... This it, it was like a whole like a uh, sort of like Jewish center because I believe the Jewish uh, next door or above this on the second floor was like a like a, uh, a Jewish community center or day school yeah. or something that had a bunch of uh, Jewish children in it uh, mm-hmm. for you know I, I don't know if it was a school or a community center or something but like it was a whole complex and they yes. were going there specifically and the two shooters uh, David Anderson and Francine Graham were older uh, like. 40 late 40s 50s mm-hmm. um and the reason the office or the authorities believe that it was uh an anti-semitic attack is because they identified a number of social media accounts mm-hmm. that they believe the suspects used and that they were involved with a group called the black hebrew israelites which can sound very confusing to a lot of people <laughs> yes but actually that is a black supremacist organization that's been associated with anti-semitism if so. you've ever been in a major city in America, you've probably seen them on the street yelling at you. They will <laughs> scream at you. They will scream bad things at you. So uh, they cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. They cuckoo people. <laughs> and But obviously, really, really scary attack. They shut down all of Jersey City. They shut down the Holland Tunnel because they yeah. were looking for these shooters. Um, terrifying act of terrorism for the Jewish community. Comes at a time when Donald Trump is classifying them as however you want to put it a protected ethnic class yeah it seems like his executive order was basically i I don't know if there's you know on its face it seems that he was trying to basically making if you criticize israel you're considered a uh it's the same as criticizing like uh, black people or something. Which like that. again could sound like he's trying to protect Jewish people, but in fact, this is solely to shut down the BDS movement, particularly on college campuses, where right, people exactly. are trying to criticize Israel for war crimes against Palestinian people and advocating boycotting, divesting uh, sanctions against Israel in response, and now that could be classified as an attack against a protected ethnic class. Exactly. So, it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's specifically that. It's, it's right. by making uh, Jewish people, there's a, uh, I believe it's called Title VI, you know, protects discrimination against, uh, you know, classes of people based on immutable characteristics and all that stuff. So you can't have hate speech against black people or, you know, any any ethnicity, any, na- mm-hmm. you know. And so by by doing this, you know, essentially he's uh, by adding you know Jewish people as a, a as its whole ethnicity uh, instead of just a religion mm-hmm. uh, as an, a protected ethnicity in Title six. If you are if you yeah, if you have a BDS action 
against the state of Israel, it's an attack on, you know, a protected ethnicity. Right. And so, yeah, it's, it's nakedly just like, now you can't criticize the state of Israel at right. all. Right. So, again, ostensibly this thing that seems like he could be trying to protect Jewish people because it's like sort of a clever trick of semantics in that yeah. way is actually an attack against BDS and it's also lending white supremacists <laughs> yeah. another tool to be like they're not one of us. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, that's another thing. Is like it does have the sort of like the the side benefit of being like, oh, they belong to another nation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're not really us. You know? They're not American. You right, know? right. So uh fucking terrifying. Just insane I, I don't understand what the hell he's doing and for like, it to happen at a time when like you know there are more uh attacks against jewish people happening in the united states um very scary time very scary insanely yeah. scary yeah. yeah guys that's enough of the bad let's get to the good here's your good news <laughs> All right, so this has to go in good news. The Democrats approved two articles of impeachment against Trump in a judiciary vote. Fair enough. Hey. Uh, you know, kudos on <laughs> following through with something. They charged <laughs> Trump with high crimes and misdemeanors, setting up a historic House vote next week that all but guarantees Trump will be just the third president to be impeached in U.S. history. Of course, the Senate will not advance it. No. Um, we all know that's going to happen. Uh, the Democrats knew that was going to happen. That was not the reason they were doing this. The reason they were doing this is they thought it was um, important to set a historical precedent and be on the record that they at least tried yeah. to stop this tyrant. Well, very similar <laughs> to what happened with Bill Clinton. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. the House impeaches, it goes to the Senate, it doesn't go through, he doesn't get removed from office, but it's on the public record. And it's everybody the, remembers it forever and ever and ever in perpetuity. Yep. Yeah, like, uh, and most people probably, I don't think, know what impeaching is or what it means. I am almost certain that's true. Yeah, because it's like, <laughs> Uh, still people say like yeah bill clinton was impeached it's like well what is that do you know what that means it's like <laughs> no not really but he was impeached and so it it is sort of this thing that is associated with you forever right and it's it a black mark on your record yeah. and i do think it's important that there will be a historical record of people standing up to this guy and, yeah. and basically being like you are bad and committed crimes mm -hmm. i do think it wasn't just showboating i think it was important no, I don't think it was showboat. I mean, there, uh, you know, you can always get into those battles of like everything's kind of performative showboat. You know what I mean? Sure, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, but it has a purpose. It's not, you know, they're not just doing it to do it. I mean, they're gonna face backlash for it. It's gonna ignite a very. I mean, obviously, twenty twenty was already gonna be a very big political war. Yeah, and this is just gonna fan the flames of that. So they're not doing it just uh, to do it. I mean, it's I also be think a fight. it was really important to give the people who Trump had slandered yeah. a moment to right. speak in public and be like, I'm a public servant and I take my job very seriously right. and he's lying about me. Yeah, yeah. Like that was really powerful to see yeah. these individuals stand up for themselves and be like, actually I work really hard at my job and this <laughs> right. sucks, you know? Yeah. It's um, and it's good yeah. just to see, you know, anyone kind of standing up to him in any sort of way that they can and, and, and just, you know, putting it out there that this is not okay. What, what's happening is not good. It's not okay. This yeah. is not how presidents are supposed to act, how the government is supposed to act. Like, I do think okay. and like not to be this person, but I do think it's really important for kids to see that too, to see like yeah. good adults basically be like, Hey, this behavior is not okay. Uh -huh. We disagree yeah. about it. Uh, it's against the law. Like, right. and the law is important. And, yeah, yeah. You know, like to stand up for the fucking law. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, you know, uh, to I mean, to your point about kids, like, for better or worse, it seems like we're probably gonna have this system for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> this system's not going anywhere anytime soon. We're not gonna live in a anarchist uh assist you know we're not going <sighs> to overthrow the government Yet. anytime soon so uh, we're gonna have this we we need to figure out the best way to work this system while we still have it mm -hmm. and so you know standing up when people commit crimes is a pretty good way to do that yeah and to see like really brave people stand up against the biggest bully in the world mm -hmm. who is the president of the united states yeah 
went after Greta for being on the cover of Time magazine. While his fucking wife is saying, be best, let's not bully each other. Let's yeah. bully an autistic teenager. Or, sorry, like, she has Asperger's, right? Uh, yeah, she's on the she spectrum. Has, yeah, Let me bully Asperger's. a teenager with Asperger's. Um, it, wasn't, it was so funny, too. Not funny, but, like, it, it, normally he goes after people because they say things about him. Because yeah. he's an insane narcissist. But I was like, she didn't even do anything. She, she was, was on, on the cover, cover of Time. Of time. But like, everybody she should chill out. It's like, what, what? <laughs> what are you talking She's about? She's so upset on the cover of Time. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, and then Greta responded by saying a teenager working on her anger management in her Twitter bio. Yeah, she just put, it, the, put, put the tweet in her bio. She's so good. the best. She's great. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it's good, you know, uh, to stand up to him. Uh, what I, what has to happen and what I hope it doesn't seem like this is going to happen, but there's the possibility is that the the, ho- the Democrats cannot pass this impeachment and be like, we're done. Right. You know, like we did it. We impeached him. Now let's just see what happens in 2020. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. This okay. is you put this on the record and then you wake up the next morning and you got to get to work getting him out of office like because he's not going to be removed from office so you still got to win the election in 2020 yeah whether he could still very much win in 2020 even though he's been impeached and i really don't know if democrats understand how likely it is he will win re-election again yeah because so far their response and like who's running has been pretty abysmal Uh there's not a single person of color as the front runner Mm mm-hmm in like the front pack, like yeah, you know, yeah. like I know Yang and and Booker are still in it, but mm-hmm. like of the candidates who are polling the highest, not a single person of color. Right. Um, the left is not unified at all. No. It's very likely he will win re-election, and I wonder if they just assume because there's been all of this impeachment talk, it will magically result in him losing. Yeah, uh, I, that's not the case at all. Yeah, no. In fact, I would say this—the impeachment might actually help his numbers, as weird as that sounds. No, because now the right is unified in a they way. They get fortified behind him. Yes, to, to they are him. fully under attack at yeah. this point because there is a huge impeachment hearing yeah, happening. Yeah, and the, and the right is very good about putting aside differences to be like, yeah. let's just get our guy in there. Yeah. Let's just get our guy in there. I think what has to happen is. I, I'm all for a, a nice, healthy, uh, disputed primary. Yeah. I like I like that. I mean, I have my own views, you know, uh, about who should be the, the leader of the Democrat Party and stuff like that. But like, what has to happen is we need like a solid three to four primaries. We need like through Super Tuesday, February, March, and it's like whoever's in the lead just. Everybody else has to leave. Everybody else has to get out. <laughs> like and and left, we have to unify against uh, behind one. Yeah, person. and the left is not good at that. That we, I mean, we have a whole uh, metaphor about it, right? Herding yeah. cats. Right, like right, right. it just the left scatters and fights. Yeah, we don't do what the right does. Yeah, it's the thing is like we, though we have the system that we have. We we got to deal with it for this election. We don't have a parliament. Yeah, so it's like we have the, we have the system we have. We have to deal with this. It's like. Yes, there can be infighting in the Democratic Party. Fine. That's what the primary is for, is to figure out who's going to be the... But we got to figure that out, and once the primary is over, it's over. Right. And, like, the only important thing about after that, after we've decided who it is, whoever it may be, is winning the election. Yeah, and that's not to say you shut down dissent, but you get the... We have a very fucked up system in this country where we have a president. Uh, So you get the best person you can in that spot yeah. and then you go back to endlessly criticizing and petitioning and yeah. and you know but you give yourself the best shot you can get right like you have a much better chance with a president sanders right. petitioning him than you do a president trump right yeah. doesn't mean you stop criticizing the president um and the system i mean the, the system we have is always going to be fucked up it's just it's going to be fucked up with either a Democratic president or a Republican president. Right. So, wh- which one do you want? Right. You know, which one's more amenable to your goals? Right. Uh, you you gotta just do it and then get it over with. And then, because I think people have this, you know, uh, I, I I understand the the whole the 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 mindset of 
there's some things that I I just you know can't vote for or or you know I I, I understand the mindset. I just think you got to deal with realities while they exist and then work to change them right so in your favor. And if you know if you if you want a very hard left, you want a very hard left Democratic Party. It's kind of moving that way. You know, we, we just looking at the the candidates from 2016 to this election, big left turn. Yeah. So you got to just keep moving that way, but you got to you know. The election's going to happen whether you sit out or not. Right. So you got to just deal with it and then keep moving, you know, keep the momentum going in the right direction. Right. Uh, and then also in good news, a federal appeals court declared Friday that Mississippi's ban on abortion at 15 weeks is unconstitutional. Nice. Great. Because a fetus is not viable at 15 weeks. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Not sure I love that reasoning. That reasoning's okay. not great, but I'll obviously a lot of people were watching this very closely take because it. 15 weeks uh, is super <laughs> quick. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's very quick. Very quick. That's uh, no, I would venture to guess a lot of people are just finding out they're pregnant. Well, that's what I was going to say. A lot of uh, people who are pregnant don't even realize right. that they're pregnant until... Uh, 15 weeks yeah so that is super quick to suddenly say and it's now illegal for you to get an abortion like <laughs> right. what i'm sorry what yeah i just found out um so like good news within the hellscape of the united states yeah that's great that's uh, you know that's, that's anything they can do to st- hold off <laughs> right on, on these on these regulations these bans is great and then finally a beautifully preserved dinosaur tail was mm. recently found Allison in amber what's on that tail <sighs> motherfucking feathers yeah so here's feathers. my challenge because I know a lot of young people listen to this show and some of you are in the creative arts and will one day go on to write your own screenplays and direct your own films here is my challenge to you put feathered dinosaurs <laughs> in movies you cowards yeah what I want to see a fucking majestic feathered T-Rex. Just a big old chicken-looking T-Rex. Shaking her tail around mm. like a beautiful drag queen dinosaur. Yeah. Long eyelashes. Ooh. That's in my head like now. That. Yeah. yeah. Lipstick. It, it, essentially, okay. the planet was roamed by... Fabulous. House-sized chickens. Yes. And I want to see that in my movies. Mm-hmm. I want them to chirp. I don't want them to roar. Of course. I want them to like, you know, like like birds would. Give a little That's where little birds bird come yeah. from, you idiots. Dinosaurs. <laughs> so I want them to chirp like birds. Yeah. I want them to have beautiful feathers. I want drag queen dinosaurs. I was just actually talking about this the other day with some coworkers when I was talking about like it's it's honestly mind boggling when you realize like how much of what you know about the world is probably wrong. wrong. And we're like so <laughs> fucking arrogant because at any given moment in our history, because humans experience time linearly, mm-hmm. we know the most of any humans that have ever existed. Yes. So we just assume we're right about everything. Right. And that the way we perceive per- the way we perceive the universe mm-hmm. is accurate. Right. But we find out more and more that that's not true. Absolutely not. And we need to acknowledge it. Yeah. In our popular movies. Yeah, a lot of our, a lot of your uh, narratives about the history, about the world, a lot of stuff you know. It's like, it's just a story to that sort we tell of like ourselves. A, a story that's kind of like made to sum up because everything you can't possibly know the history of the world. There's too much. Mm-hmm. So we have to like create these narratives, you know to kind of sum up a hundred years of history in a couple s- paragraphs. Cause you, cause you can't possibly know everything that ever happened. So it's like, okay, this is what happened. Dinosaurs were like this or Christopher, Lo- Christopher Columbus came here. And yeah, like, yeah. We have to like do this so you can kind of like, you know, get a grasp on it but it's like most of it's wrong yeah like even like period pieces right like it's all costume designers using modern fabric yes so all of the colors all of the weaves aren't right like we just have such a skewed idea of what happened before our time and none of it's true none of it's accurate (laughs) Uh, it's just a story that we tell ourselves to make sense of reality you know i always think about when i think about like stuff like this because i do think about this a lot (laughs) is uh i always think about like 
if you could travel back in time, what would be the first thing you notice? And like the smell, the smell, everything oh, would smell everything so would, goddamn bad. It had to have been so awful. Well, people used to carry like handkerchiefs with perfume that they could like smell, like yeah. sniff real quick to like because <laughs> the smell was so fucking. Everything had awful. to have been so bad. And like the way people used to brush their teeth, everybody's teeth was like they're f- oh so fucked up. Yeah, so it's just like up. It, yeah, like uh, when you read like real like in depth history, like oh every we were gross. We're so gross. Basically, what I, uh, what I said to a coworker of mine is like basically up until like seventy five years ago, the world was just a horror show. Yeah, everything was just a horror show. And they until didn't like, know because they didn't know any better. Right. Yeah. That, which is why we can never ever invent time travel. No. We can never. <laughs> We can't go back. People would, guys. We can't go back. That's the thing. Ultimately, like people would absolutely lose their mind if they could go back in time. They'd be like, "What the hell Everything is happening?" Everything smells like shit. <laughs> we tried to tell you. Did we you listen to the podcast? Go. We tried to tell you not to inv- yep. invent time travel. <laughs> you didn't listen to us. Put feathered birds in movies, oh, guys. We're out of time. Can you imagine a Jurassic Park where they're all feathered? That I what? Want, can somebody go back and just like hand Fighting? paint over <laughs> the the slides from? Jurassic Park, so that beautiful feathers are moving. Can you imagine them fighting and the feathers are flying everywhere? Oh, what? I want it. I want to see it. Guys, follow Eric on Twitter at E-R-E-K underscore Smith. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Kilkenny. If you're a fan of the show, go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button. Or you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. For as little as $5 a month, you get to send questions, comments, concerns into Light Trees and News, and we'll read them on the show. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 